ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage, bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble enough. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say. Day. Although I gotta tell you, driving into work and on the show before ours, guess what they're debating, Jeffrey? Which Buffalo Bills Super Bowl loss is the worst way to win a Super Bowl? Well, why? What? You mean what, the worst way to lose a Super yeah, Bowl? Like what kind of slap in the face? I'm just innocently turning on 92.9, driving into work in Memphis, not at Buffalo, Correct. but in Memphis. Right, this is not like you turned on the you I'm, turned on I'm, your Buff- in, Odyssey app and you right. listened to your Buffalo station. I'm in Memphis driving, to, and they're literally debating, hey, would you rather lose because Scott Norwood was wide right, or would you rather lose like 59-7 to 7 to the Cowboys or whatever the hell the damn score was. And I, I think you and I agree on this. Blow me out. I, I agree completely because then you can emotionally give up. Yep. And you don't have to live. You don't have to relive every single play. Every single play forever. Because and you then don't you have start thinking about regret. that third down, that third down in the third quarter where if you get that one, yeah. could have flipped the but game. You go Memphis Tigers in Kansas. If they just fouled, if he hadn't missed a foul shot, Correct. If they, whatever, like there's a million I have zero. I have zero wonders, like wonderment about how the Eagles beat the Giants last year. Like right, they, right. they showed up and the Giants unfortunately okay. did too. Here's the, my only place where I think it might be better to lose close than blowout. All right. In the college football playoff. And the reason is. How it frames our opinion. You, you, you have to win your way into the Super Bowl. You have to win your way into the Final Four. You have to win your way into whatever it is. And so then if you get blown out, you get blown out, you met your match, blah, blah, blah. If you are in the college football playoff and you get blown out, you are deemed, because it's a subjective, in the end, it's subjective elevation into that playoff, the whole country thinks you're a fraud and you didn't belong there to begin with. Whereas no one, you can't say the Bills didn't belong in that Super Bowl. Right, they won four straight AFC titles. Whatever, they they, they got there. Beat them. Go ahead and beat them. But if you are... Who's who's been blown out in Michigan? Who who the hell's been... Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Take Notre Dame. Yeah. Right? Who's hammered Notre Dame? Twice in the college football playoff? Notre Dame got hammered by Clemson, and then they had had one of those losses against Alabama where you never doubted that they were going to lose, but But it was was like a 14-7. There, I think I'd rather lose close because I'd like, particularly if you're like TCU like last year, whatever, you'd like rather lose close and be dignified than be dismissed as a fraud, which people will do. Because it's you're you're elevated there subjectively. I think you make an important distinction in college football because in the end, college football is determined by a subjective poll. Right, and that's how we rank it. Whereas in the NFL, it's very simple. Here's your schedule. What was your right. record? And, and yeah, now we're and seeding it. it. It's you, you can't say they didn't deserve to be there in the Super Bowl. They won their way to the Super Bowl. Correct. Um, and so, um, so I think that is different. But beyond that, you and I both agree. Destroy us. Yes. The only reason Knock me out. The only reason it might not be better is looking forward in terms of the next year, 
if you have a team that's capable of being close, maybe you have a team that's capable of winning it next year, whatever else. But anyway, that was a slap in the face. But then I, so I'm driving in and I'm. Did they follow it up with the, oh, the 11 up. and 1 Giants when Plexico Burris shot himself in the leg? Do you ever wish that he didn't <laughs> shoot himself in the leg? <laughs> no, yes, no, I do, actually, if you bring, want to bring that up. Uh, but then happily, I walked into the studio and Ron Olson, for some reason, is handing out salty snacks. Uh, Lay's products. Mm-hmm. So uh, he offered me the choice of uh, nacho cheese Doritos at 9 in the morning. Nachos cheese Doritos. Right, champions. Lay's or Fritos. The tr- classic Lay's, Fritos, Doritos. Or, of course, I could have said, you know, it's 9 in the morning, and I am i don't probably need that at 9 in the morning. And uh, I, of course, went for the Doritos. Yes, I think you made the right choice. <laughs> so that so that balanced that out. Today on our radio show, um, let's see. Oh, it's... Uh, Chris, Chris Harrington's going to join us straight up at 10 o'clock. And it is Tuesday. It's Tuesday, isn't it, Jeffrey? I mean, it is indeed. Tuesday. That means we got fish on Friday on Tuesday, uh, where we will talk about all manner of things. It is a big night. It's the opening of the NBA season tonight. Uh, you've got the uh, Nuggets and the Lakers at 6.30, I think that is, and then the Suns and the Warriors at 9 o'clock. Are we already, Jeffrey, to the point where we're going to be rooting against people? Well, did we ever stop? Well, like, here you've got four Western Conference teams, all of which, do we, are you going to, beyond the, all right, this would be fun to watch, great to watch NBA, meaningful NBA games, all of that, the intrigue of it, am I already, like, for selfish, grizzly-related reasons, I don't think so. I, I think you can't be there yet because we don't know the landscape yet. We don't know the landscape, so there's no way to root. I mean, I guess you can. I'm gonna. You could presume that the Nuggets will finish ahead of the Grizzlies, right? And the Lakers will be in a. I mean, maybe, will, but the Nuggets be, are like one injury. Away. They have less depth than last year. They're one injury away from. But but the Lakers. I gotta assume the Lakers will be in the right. If things were remain as they stay, say they are, as they are today. The Lakers will be in the fray with the Grizzlies, and the Nuggets will be ahead of the Grizzlies. And yeah, so, therefore, I should be rooting for the Nuggets to beat the Lakers, which I would anyway. Right. It also aligns with my emotional uh, approach to that game. Suns-Warriors, that's a that's an earthquake game. Root for an earthquake right there for me. And and it is in the Bay Area, too. So, it's still technically well, on the okay, bingo that's card. A little, that's a little insensitive. It's on the bingo card. Um, I, not a big one. Draymond's just... not playing. Aw. <laughs> this is I'm I share your I share your sadness over that. Um there I think they could both be in the fray with the Grizzlies. I guess I think you just I'm let, just rooting against the Warriors. I, was saying, I think you let your heart decide and I know what my heart's saying. <laughs> right. Right. I'll really, even without Draymond. Clay's still there. Clay's still gonna be oh, there. Yeah. I'll still, he was on the Manning cast last night yeah. and uh, yuck. <sighs> so that's happening. A Giannis uh, re-upped uh, three years, $186 million. That's, uh, let me do the math. $62 million a year. There are a lot of NBA players who, between rest and injury, might play roughly 62 games. That's a million dollars a game, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. That's a good way. Well, he's going to at least play 65 to get those awards. Right. Derek Rose uh, was good at the media day where he basically said, at some reason, at some point, he said, I realized... This is a scam. You know, like, it's not a scam because they generate the money right. and it's either going to go to the I, owners or the I players. Know it. we know but basically, that it is astounding. It well, is it's one of those astounding. weird things. It's one of those weird things where probably the top guys are underpaid. Yes. And then but, the, the middle guys, the middle guys on down, they're all wildly overpaid. In, in, in terms of the innate worth of putting a ball through a hoop, it's really pretty astounding. And then if you happen to be good at this sport, as a, well, if you happen to be a male and good at this sport, as opposed to a female being good at this sport, or if you happen to be really good at this sport, as opposed to the sport of riding a horse, holding a mallet, and hitting a ball through a, uh, wick, wickets, you're good. Of course, they're that independently polo? wealthy. Be, right, what what is I was trying polo? to think of some, or, or, or I was trying to think of some underpaid sport. Like, what's a, what, what's a sport where uh, no one I mean, makes I'd, any, I'd argue lacrosse, hockey. Lacrosse. Yeah, they, they, yes, relative to. To the big four. Yes. But if you happen to, yeah, if, yeah, if you're you a lacrosse player, you have a day you're job. You're a lacrosse player, you have a day job, and if you like, both involve athleticism, training, skill, whatever Discipline. else. Yes. It's just if you're good at carrying a ball in a little netted wicket and then down the whatever you call it field and th- throwing it into a net, 
that does not pay nearly as well as just throwing a ball through a hoop. Like one plays dramatically better than the other. Well, I mean, you could even do it though in the context of the game itself. I mean, like being Saquon Barkley is not as lucrative well, as being Daniel yeah, Jones. That's true too. If and Saquon's at, better if, at what he does than good Daniel at, Jones. If you're good at of a really large man, good at yes, getting in the way of people. Correct. That's better than being able to carry a object. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Um, provided you play the left tackles. I was glad to see it, though, because Giannis, um, I do think, I mean, every situation obviously is different. And when, the, when it comes time that Grizzlies players are free agents, we will, uh, we will uh, you know, they'll have their own considerations about what they're going to do, the finances, their dreams for they where they want to live, play, the quality of the Grizzlies, all of that. But I do think that there are trends in sports that become somehow contagious. And there was once a trend for athletes getting the hell out of Dodge and going to one of the glamour cities or bundling together with three other great players. And now there's more of a trend of staying put. And I think that can't help, but help um, in places like, uh, Milwaukee and places. And it shows you why like Milwaukee Memphis. did what they did this summer. Clearly. Oh, that 100% worked. They did what they did and it worked. Yes. And Giannis could have made more money if he had. <laughs> it's cheaper to live in Milwaukee his quote, than it his is. His quote not long ago when asked if he was going to sign before this season was no. He wasn't going to sign before this season. He wasn't going to sign the extension now. He said, because money isn't important. But a whole lot of money is important. <laughs> That's what he said, and so he was going to wait. But he didn't wait, and it's not. Wouldn't he, I think he would have gotten forty years to not honestly annually that much different. And all of this depends on where the cap goes anyway. But three years, hundred eighty-six million is not uh, not something that you would complain about. Uh, we do have all kinds of other things to get to, Jeffrey. But now that the news has been out there for two days, the Stephen Adams news. Now that it has settled in a little bit, are you finding, obviously the shock of it has presumably started to wear off, but are you finding that you are more optimistic or less optimistic, not than you were before you heard about the injury, than you were 24 hours ago? Um, It's the stages of grief. <laughs> yeah. Because it's... Yes, Stephen Adams. What are, is a, what are the stages of grief again? So at first, what's denial, it, anger, denial, anger, or is it bar, denial, bargaining, anger, acceptance? I think. Let's see. You usually go through it if you have a if you have a bet that you put a lot of money on. Uh, so you go with anger, bargaining, guilt. Yeah, this all checks out. Um, depression, denial, shock, acceptance, sadness, and then. How there's you, a lot, is that really the official stages? There's a lot more stages I mean, than I, think I this, thought. I think the stages of grief. There's like some. What are they again? So some, number one is. It depends. Like according to the the Kluber Ross, there are five yeah. stages. Okay, yeah, so those ones. Denial, yeah. anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Denial. Okay, I didn't deny. That, that, Correct. I, there's certain I, things. I, yeah, it's denial, this, anger. I think anger. Okay. Then there's a seven step model where I think this one more. But what's the five step in denial, anger? Then it's bargaining. bargaining uh, bargaining, then is it depression and acceptance? I pretty much went straight to depression. Now I'm eating a Dorito. Sorry, mm -hmm. people. That's sad. I pretty much went straight. You can't, in fairness to you, you can't I went, offer Doritos. I pretty much went straight to depression. I went with shock, and it's not on there. Well, and then shock is like in the seven And then depression. And I'm definitely, I've moved into acceptance, but here's my point. I'm less optimistic. I really think this roster is thin. It is hard to get through an 82-game season. It is. The problem and that I've I had the am, problem that I've had in being because if the team is what it is, I'm with you. It's like I really did think they had a chance to make I, a Western honestly, Conference I final think they, things. Literally they get a chance to win the damn yes, to make Correct. Western Conference or to make the NBA yes. finals. Yes. If things broke with, the right with way. Three stars. Yes. And Steven Adams in the middle, and then, you know, even if we're hoping about Zaire or whatever coming along and, you know, Marcus Smart, this, like, 
I think they had a chance to get to the finals. Where I have tried, because for me, it wasn't necessarily just, I think Steven Adams is such a good fit. It's, I like Steven Adams. Like, I well, like the that's fact. That's the other, I like, that is he's the my other guy. issue. People really like the dude. That's my guy. Like, I, I'm, I, I wanted him to be a part of this. And so him not being a part of this plays into it. But where I have stepped away and tried to use my brain, if Ja Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Desmond Bain are all good, those three guys are as good as pretty much anyone else's three guys. Those three guys all played against the Lakers. Yeah, they but, well, I mean, Ja was hurt, and Ja was also— Ja was hurt, and Desmond Bain was never Correct. what we don't think this Desmond Bain will be, right? Correct. Like, Des was playing hurt. Right. I am stipulating they have to be at, all at their finest, all correct. at the peak of their powers. Yes. I do think, and it's why I advocate for patience in terms of the big move. Yes. If there I, is a big move. Because you also don't want to make the panic move. Right. And you don't, right now you, you have certain resources, but you're not, it's not, you're not, it's not overabundant. You've got your own first round picks. And once you spend them, they're gone. You know, you just spent them on Marcus Smart. You spent picks on Marcus, and so now they're gone. You don't have them anymore. And so I think figuring out the lay of the land, injuries of other teams, how you start, does Jock come back and look like he is fully engaged? Are we getting the Desmond Bain and the Jaron Jackson that we think we're going to get? What has happened with Zaire Williams? Is he emerged as the player that people wanted to be when he was drafted? If if all of those things come together, my God, we and then you're like, all we need is this piece and we really do have a chance, then you push the chips to the table, right? And to the center of the table. You say, what can we get? If, on the other hand, um, you suffer another injury along the way, right? And another significant injury along the way, or uh, if Ja has another uh, off-the-court mishap so he doesn't come back, sure. he gets another 50 games, or some team is looking like a freaking juggernaut, the Suns, whatever, are everything people possibly hope they could be, Sure. Um, then you might look at it differently. And so I know, like I've heard lots of people say, they got to be aggressive. No, actually, they don't. They have to be aggressive about getting the best player they can to help them get through the next 25 games or, or after, after just five games are up and they can add a player, uh, they have to go and, and, and find someone who will be useful. And then they have to take the measure of what is happening, both in their own locker room and, um, and beyond. Uh, and, then, and then at that point, you determine how aggressive to be, right? Yes, and I do think it's also... I think it's beneficial that the player that they're trying to replace is a center because, in general, they're not as valued throughout the league. And right. so I don't know if you're going to have to necessarily give up. Well, this is the point that, that Chris was making yesterday, was that a week ago, two weeks ago, when you thought Steven Adams was healthy and you thought Zaire Williams was a bust. I'm, just, I'm speaking broadly. Yeah, no, I, you. I, I, like, get, I get his point. What, when, when, not, and he, he wouldn't have described it that way. When Memphis fandom thought those things, then you're like, well, you know what? We may have to use the assets we have to go get a wing. And we saw last year that it's not easy to go to go get OG Ananobi. You can't, in fact. Like the Grizz, like it's and the Grizzlies really, basically offered their draft. It's really hard to get those players, and so here we are. It's obviously premature to say the wing problem is solved because Zaire Williams had a promising preseason, but he did have a promising preseason, and so if it emerges that the wing problem is solved, picking up a center is cheaper than picking up a wing. I mean, look where Jalen Duran was drafted, right? Yeah. Just for example. And Jalen Duran proven to be pretty damn good. Jalen Duran was drafted where he was drafted because no one values centers. Like literally, the you, you read John Hollinger's scouting reports on Jalen Duran, and they're like, 
you know, looked like he could be a, a really good center. But he's a center. Right. You know, he's just a center. He's only a center. He's just a center. And so, yeah, I'm not, I don't know, I, I don't know where he had him exactly, but n- not particularly high on him because it's a devalued position. It's not as cheap as finding a running back in the NFL. Right. But it's kind of. Like it's kind of it is the least valued position in the in the NBA. I was gonna say they're comparable in the sense that, in terms of non-specialists, it's funny they're comparable also in the sense that they once ruled the universe. Right, running backs and centers once were atop the the pyramid. Uh, you know, in the days of uh, uh, Walter Payton and Bill Russell. And Will Chamberlain, and Eric a, Dickerson. Well, it's a joke, and, but it's like the Saints traded their entire draft to get Ricky right. Williams. And so now, um, and so now you, uh, well, and Herschel Walker was another one. Yes, another. Uh, and so now, in uh, these are both the deep, most devalued positions, and again, not as cheap to pick up a center as it is to pick up a running back. And I don't think a running back would do the, the Grizzlies much good. I'll be honest, but. Um, but picking up a center would do him some good. And so, all right, I'm talking myself back. I'm talking how 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 much has it just dimmed your level of excitement about the Grizzlies opener tomorrow? Oh, I mean, I th- like that was my first thought is like, really, this timing? Like, you understood it. Like, hey, in the end, like they decided he's not going to be able to play this year, so let's do the surgery. But it's like it did feel like we were – we've put – We've put to the side all of the John Morant suspension talk that you're going to hear ad nauseum. And it's like, all right, we're ready to go with the season. And then you got that news, and it's like, okay, sweet. Right. Well, and not only that, the matchups, like, in the end. So I got an email from my brother Steve, who lives in Detroit, and he's on the faculty at Wayne State, teaches law school there. And he was uh, the the president at Wayne State was was off. Pick the games to faculty members where you'd like to come and watch um, the Pistons. They have yep. some seats for the Pistons. And so he said, "I don't really follow the NBA. Which game should I pick?" And partly, I did write back and I said, "Do you want to just see a star? Like the Warriors are on the list." And I said, "Pick the Warriors because you want to see stuff." Right. But like, do you want to see a star? Or do you want to see a win? I think w- seeing wins fun. I, I really think seeing wins. Improves the old mood. And so, I, uh, well, I mean, yes, the, winning does cure everything. And tomorrow night, you're going to have Jonas and Zion. And Friday, you're going to have Jokic. <laughs> and, like, how quickly could this turn to panic purely based on the matchups that they are faced with? Probably premature panic, right? What's the line right now? I think um, usually NBA lines come out. Yeah, they're more day, usually day of. Day of. Let me see. Let me see if there is one. So, you do wonder, like, like it's fun to win the opener, and the Grizzlies are not good at winning the opener. So pick them right now. Um, and um, and so yeah, it's taken a little bit of the shine off, but uh, it's still an exciting time. And um, I've talked to a lot of people who are season ticket holders or are going tomorrow night or whatever else, and people are thrilled to have him back. All of it, you know. To have Pete and Brevin and Fish uh, back, and have uh, you know the players back, and to have that something to do three nights a week, whatever it is, um, is uh, is fun. It's like an old friend returning, and uh, and there we go. We'll talk more about this with Chris Harrington, uh, straight up at ten o'clock. Uh, there was uh, there was sports last night, Jeffrey, and uh, the Astros are gone. I know I hate it for them. I really do, especially in that fashion at home. Well, there game you go. Seven. Well, that, you said blown out. It is. It was the. It, it, none of this is probably new if you've been paying attention out there. But the 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 road the road team team on the road won all seven games, which is kind of freaking ast- <laughs> kind of astonishing. Um, Dusty Baker is going to be retiring. He's never won a game seven, and uh, and will be stepping away evidently, um, having not won a game seven. Um, and would you have, like, Christian Javier was absolutely untouchable in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, what, what? Absolutely untouchable. Like, they in didn't four, lose game seven because of Dusty Baker's managing. No, like, no, 100%. But in four, in four previous appearances, five hits total. And here, 
four hits in the first five I'm, batters. I think it was he'd given up four earned runs throughout the postseason. It's just unbelievable. Like, it, it, he'd been incredible. The thing that I thought was interesting about last night, for a team that has had as much success as the Astros have, that building felt very nervous. Even I'm talking before the, like you just seeing the crowd shots early before like even the game got going, you could sense there was a nervous energy. Yeah, you would think there would be a comfort, right? A comfort okay. from hey, we've knowing been we've there already won. They haven't, well, and, and, like, and 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 even if we lose, I have I have titles I can rely. I can you know. right, and, and but it's like we've been there before. They haven't. Like you, you'd think there that would, there'd be some comfort, and then obviously the way the first inning played out, it just got worse. Uh, and then we have a game seven today. Well, I mean, it's kind of the polar opposite. The Phillies had been so good at home. Phillies had been so good at home. And like and you felt sudden, like it was an uh, Merrill Kelly is looking like a freaking Cy Young winner, and uh, and they win five to one. So we have a game seven um, tonight. This is the first time since two thousand and four that both the ALCS and the NLCS uh, go to game sevens. So it wasn't exactly high drama last night um, in terms of a game seven, but we do have game sevens, and we've got another one. Uh, it was an enjoyable game. So it, that's the thing. It wouldn't have been if it they'd been the other way around. Correct. You would have. I would have flipped it yeah, off. No, I would, I would, but it, watching them well, suffer gonna, is good. Yeah. Keep watching this. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, because uh, the NFL is easy to figure out, the Vikings beat the 49ers. Kirk Cousins, terrific. Jordan Addison, terrific. Brock Purdy, two picks. Your thoughts, Jeffrey? Uh, I give Kirk all the credit in the world because I thought he played he played really well. Um, and especially with Addison, you know, he throws to Addison early, and I still don't know if it was a great decision, but Addison had his hands on the ball and he gets it ripped away from him, and you're sitting there thinking like, uh, okay, is he gonna is he gonna make note of that? He goes right back to him, hits a couple of touchdown passes. I, I just think what it really goes to show, though, is kind of what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. When the Niners have Debo, Ayuk, McCaffrey, Trent they Williams, McCaffrey. do they need all of them? Like that's I, that is I that is an d- unfair like to say like when people were trying to say well they don't have Debo, and maybe it's because I'm from the I'm coming from the perspective of a Bills fan right now who've been decimated. Yes. but I'm like if you're losing if you're missing one player, you should be able to manage one of your stars. If you're missing. A galaxy of them that is completely different. You, you, if you're Brock Purdy, you need all of them to be successful. Yes, I do. Like that's to me. I, I get your point. You've got Josh Allen. Like this has always been my deal with Brock Purdy. Of do I think that this guy like sucks? No, but the idea that he was playing like the best quarterback in the NFL that did not compute with me. I could not get there. Because he was throwing to guys that are just so freaking wide open, and now you start to see—is that if you squint I, hard enough—is that Jimmy G? Given what we've seen from the Lions this week, mm-hmm. the Bills the last three weeks, honestly, um, the Ravens. Uh, on the other hand, this week, the 49ers, the Eagle, uh, power rank the top five of the NFL for me. Chiefs won. Ravens two, Eagles three, Niners four, and then I will go. And is that a clear separation right there? Like where are the where are the tiers? I, I think that those. I think right now in the the AFC is more jumbled because the AFC North is going to be a slugfest like it always is. Um. Well, also, are the Ravens, there have been days when we've seen the 49ers demolish the Cowboys, or we saw the Bills demolish the Dolphins, yep. or we saw, right, when we, the next day, pronounce that team to be the best team in the NFL. Yes. Because of what we just saw. We've had Super Bowl winning weeks. So are the Ravens just being elevated because they had one of those games this week? No, I think when you think about the Ravens in general, where they had struggled this year was in the red zone, and they're now starting to kind of figure it out. And their one loss is kind of a fluky loss. Like it was the, the Colts where 
Richardson gets hurt, then Gardner comes in. Like it was, and it was an overtime. They missed a couple kicks with Justin Tucker. Do I think Justin Tucker missing a bunch of kicks right. is going to end up being the norm? No, I don't. I think that they've proven that they're pretty darn good. I think for my fifth team, I think I'm probably going to go Detroit. But like at the same time, like I have questions about Detroit. Like right. you see with Detroit, they get their running game banged up a little bit. And now all of a sudden, you can tee off on golf. Uh, it was sort of fun last night. Um, so Justin Jefferson, after the game, comes up to Kirk Cousins, and he puts a, a, the ice on him, baby. The ice on him that says top 10. What, what occasions someone to commission to go see Howie at Robert Irwin Jewelers? Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you were going to commission a top 10 piece of jewelry – I'd go to do it at Robert Irwin Jewelers, you know, because they that you, you have a dream, you have an idea, you can bring it into them and they'll make it happen, right? So I, I I would be all for that. But why would you have something that says top ten? I think it because is it, it is it ESPN top ten? Is that what you're referring to, or oh, was it referring thought, to top ten quarterback I was in the thinking, league? Because Troy Aikman called him a top ten quarterback. In the I league. took it as a top ten quarterback. That's, so literally, but you that can't. Ice is sort of a joke because top ten is that. Yeah, I think it's probably Who sarcastic. Who wears a top 10? You wear a number one around your neck. But if, You don't wear a top 10. Right, but if Kirk Cousins wears a number one, you go, come on. <laughs> right. Top but, 10 is kind of a joke, though, isn't it? Like, it's it, a wink. There's a wink. There is a wink, but at the same time, that's the most outrageous thing he can do that I'll go, top 10. All right, sure, why, why not? It's kind of hilarious. Yes. Is he, by the way, top 10? All right, let's see. Mahomes... Yeah, we'll, we're going to take a break. We'll take a break. Back in a moment. We got Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. We got a fish on Friday on Tuesday. After that, we're going to play Believe It or Not coming up next. Jeff Calkins, you're 92.9 FM ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Memphis is home of the Giannato and Jeffrey Show. Weekdays from 2 p.m. till 4 p.m. I could still see them finishing top six in the West. I, again, I think it's going to be harder. I think it's going to be much harder. They're going to be much more in the 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 range than the 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 range, I think, in the standings this year. But I could still see them finishing in the top six. 92.9 FM ESPN's Giannato and Jeffrey Show. Weekdays from 2 p.m. till 4 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Go to hymns.com joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to hymns.com joy. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Discover, this is Danny. Hi, it's Jen Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Are you hungry? Because everyone left after the asparagus sorbet. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. 
Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. We're talking with Justin Wynn, the GM of Red River Ford Toyota in Wynn. Good morning, Justin. Hey, Dennis. It's good to be here. I'm glad to be on Memphis Radio. I tell you, we've got a lot of good things going on. For the last couple years, you've seen dealers battle the shortage of new car inventory. You've seen prices on new cars going up. Well, those days are coming to end. We've been able to build a supply of new car inventory sitting here on the lot. So you're actually able to come by, look at vehicles, drive vehicles, push the button, smell that new car smell. I've got plenty of new Toyotas sitting here in stock. I've got new Fords sitting here in stock. I have access to over 700 quality pre-owned vehicles. So if you don't see something that's going to fit your needs and wants, please let us know. More than likely, we have that at one of our other locations. I'll deliver it straight to your driveway, just like I will with any vehicle purchase. There's no need to cross the river and come over, but you do need to give us a call. 870-238-7770. And of course, we're always open at RedRiverFordToyota.com. Visit Frontier Western Store today for new shirts and boots. Frontier is your top Carhartt store in the Mid-South. There's thousands of in-stock shirts and jeans. They have the classic K87 pocket tee in every color they make, including new ones just released. Available small to 4X. Want new jeans? Frontier has you covered with super tough work denim by Carhartt. And you've got to check out their selection of Ariat jeans for men, women, and children. You'll love how easy it is to find the size and style you need. Have you seen Frontier's remodeled, world-famous boot showroom? It continues to expand. New styles by Ariat just arrived, plus plenty of in-stock proven classics, too. Whether you need work or dress boots, trust that Frontier's the place to come. See thousands of pairs of Ariat boots and thousands more by Dan Post, Corral, Durango, Rocky, Twisted X, and others. And Frontier's pricing is lower than online and chain stores, so you know just the local shop to visit. Frontier Western Store, 5880 Goodman Road in Olive Branch, and on the web at FrontierWesternStore.com. Locally owned and operated since 1967. Bank of America is the proud employer of over 210,000 teammates who go above and beyond to support their clients' financial goals. Like Emily, who helps clients create a plan to build the future they want. Like a wedding, having kids, or retirement. All real achievements her clients have shared photos of. For all your financial goals, we're here to listen and help. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash about. Bank of America N.A., member FDIC, equal credit opportunity lender. How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Medi Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. The Wing Guru, serving up 21 flavors of lip-smacking goodness. Whole wings, party wings, boneless wings, and more. Served just the way you like them and smothered in our award-winning sauces. Order online and pick up in the stores or stop in and stay a while. The Wing Guru. In this market, you'll find Fisher Investments is different than other money managers. Different how? Aren't we all just looking for the hottest stocks? Nope. We use diversified strategies to position our clients' portfolios for their long-term goals. You don't just provide cookie-cutter portfolios? No. We tailor our clients' portfolios to their goals and needs. But you still sell investments that generate high commissions for you, right? No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our client's best interest. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep, we have one transparent management fee structured, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. I'm Tony Kornheiser, and this is my show. What, you expecting something different? Whether you're looking for deep, insightful dives into the day's top sports stories, that's why we have guests, right, Nigel? Or simply how to get change for 100. You'll find it on the Tony Kornheiser Show. From football picks, from the best prognosticators in the business, including a monkey, to real-time baseball playoff analysis, to traffic in an area where you don't live. We got you covered. My friends, come on, and you know them. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
Here are a few reasons to buy local, especially when you are buying fine jewelry. This is James Gaddis with James Gaddis Jewelers. For over 60 years, the Gaddis family has been servicing every piece of jewelry we have ever sold. We will service, size, clean, and repair anything you buy from us. Let us be your family's jeweler, and you will see why our customers keep coming back. We make dreams come true at James Gaddis Jewelers because, after all, you are always treated like family here. When it comes to home comfort, there's only one name you need to remember. That's Landmark Heating and Air Conditioning. Still family-owned and operated, we've been keeping you comfortable with superior service and exceptional products for over 50 years. Whether it's routine maintenance, emergency service, or a complete new system, our trained, professional, and friendly staff is always ready to assist you. For all your home comfort needs, we are the comfort company you can trust. Call us today at 365-4260 or visit us at LandmarkHeatingAndAir.com. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back in the Jeff Calkins show. Chris Henry joins us straight at 10 o'clock, then Fish on Friday on Tuesday. If you have any, uh, if you have any questions that you want me to ask Chris, uh, you can tweet me at Jeff. The whole thing's spelled crazy, though. G-E-O-F-F underscore. It's because my damn nephew took the original Jeff Calkins. Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S. And uh, particularly about the, the whole injury situation. Uh, the Stephen Adams situation. Uh, Chris will be joining us straight up at 10 o'clock, so we'll talk to him at that point. All right, Jeffy, let's play a little Believe It or Not. Now it's time for Believe It. Believe, believe I don't even know if I believe. Now I'm a believer. Or not. Believe it or not. On the Jeff Hawkins Show. All right, Jeffrey, uh, Kirk Cousins deserves to wear that top 10 uh, necklace because he is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Believe it or not. I do not believe it, but I'm not offended. All right, let's hear the list. All right. We're all in agreement. Patrick Mahomes is on a different tier than everyone. Uh-huh. Agree? Mm-hmm. One. For two, three, and four, I think this is a these guys are similar. Like, you could make an argument for all of them, but I think these are the three guys that have to be considered. Burrow, Allen, Lamar. Okay. Then you get this mix between, I think, 5 and 14, where it's going to be beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Okay, but let's let's go with your five. Let's go with your number five. Who's five? Goff. Goff. Six is Tua. Tua, uh-huh. Seven is Trevor. Uh-huh. Eight is Herbert. Mm-hmm. Nine is Hertz, and then this is where it gets really murky. I put ten. Now, a lot of people would have him higher, but okay, keep going. Yeah, uh-huh. ten, ten, ten. I put Dak because now that Dak has started running a little bit more, I think that makes Dak. So that's o- your ten. There you go. Boom. That's your ten. I'll give you. We can continue in a moment, but mm-hmm. his your ten is Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, Burrow, Goff, Tua, uh, Trevor. Uh, who's the next one? Who's Herbert? Eight? Herbert. Uh, Josh Herbert, I mean, yeah, J- Justin. Uh, Justin Herbert is eight, uh, Hertz, and then Dak. Yes. Okay, so who are we leaving out? Who is not does not make your top ten quarterback list? Kirk, yeah. Stafford, Purdy, and Geno. And then is there a clear who's who who's like who's after that? <sighs> then after that, you really start getting into like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Um, you know, then you start going with and very clearly, if you had a draft, for example, like C.J. Stroud. If is, you had a, if you had a, if you had a draft, C.J. Stroud would go certainly in the top ten. I think that's probably one hundred percent. He'd go in the top ten. Um, maybe, yeah, he, he'd go. Someone would draft him. If you were just starting a team, you'd rather have him than, than Goff, just because of age. 
age and then what we're seeing is the yeah. contract. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, age and contract and whatever else. So, um, so okay, does not deserve to be a top 10 quarterback. Um, all right. Uh, Titans smart to tear it down. Believe it or not. And this, of course, comes in the uh, wake of the news that they have uh, traded their all pro safety to the Byard. Philadelphia Eagles. Kevin Byard, yeah. Uh, for a fifth and a sixth, and Terrell Edmonds, who's a safety. I think it is smart. It is funny how it just gets you a fifth and a sixth. But it is smart. Honestly, it's smart for a couple of reasons. You're getting, you, you are getting, they were a little shy on draft picks. They were a little light on draft picks next year. So you're getting draft picks, and fifth and sixth draft picks contribute in the NFL. Yes. Can. And I'll say, here's the truth. You want to lose games. Bingo. Uh, that's the other reason to do it. It's not just what you're getting. It's you want to lose games. I mean, I, you know, I just, I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty quick to go to that point where you want to lose games, but you want to lose games. No, I mean, there is still a business side of like, you know. Putting a fee of Yeah. I also don't know if you have the right coach to lose games. Like, he feels like the right. coach that, you know, he. He can muddle games up, and you can win a few that you're not supposed Byard, to win. By the way, was not. It's not like he was a free agent at the end of this year. He has had a two. He has a two year deal for twenty five million dollars. So, this very clearly is like if if you're having a down season and you've got someone who you think is going to leave as a free agent or could even come back as a free agent, whatever. That's different than trading someone who's. I think that might be why you got a fifth and a sixth instead of like. Oftentimes right. we see like exactly just like right. a seventh so you, round you swap. Seventh, a seventh round swap. Okay, so Bayard was taken with the third-round pick in the 2016 draft. That was a hell of a draft because the second-round pick that same year was Derrick Henry. Time to deal Derrick Henry. Time to deal the second-round pick in that draft as well. I mean, if you're committed to blowing it up, yes. I, I mean, what's the value going to be? I That's don't know. Thing, what's like, the value going to be? The value is getting off, getting off your roster. And then at what point? So then do you just play? I mean, don't I actually do think they tried to trade him in the offseason. And I think that you run into the same issue where it's like, okay, teams that need a running game, how, how many teams can take on the contract? And he also, let's be honest, he's no Christian McCaffrey at this point. Correct. But, I mean, I mean, how many more carries does Christian McCaffrey have? I mean, he still looked fast last night, but at the same time, right. it's like, are, are y'all all – 100% confident. He's but he's the, also the modern and he's modern. He's the modern. Pat, yes, because you can split him out and right. like he can run receiver routes like a receiver. I agree. Smart to turn it down. Um, this uh, scandal, this uh, scouting scandal is going to force uh, Harbaugh out of college football. Believe it or not. We haven't talked about it much on our show, honestly. We talked about it a little bit last week when it broke. We didn't talk about the, the ESPN story. Uh, yesterday um, when it happened, but it's just a absolutely it, – it, here's the truth. What's interesting to me about this story is it whatever you think about the implications, and I want to get to your belief, what you think, it, it mostly comes across as you read it as comic. Yes, agreed. It, it comes across as comic, and yet – so is this story that it comes across as comic going to have really serious – Implications. Connor Stallions is the suspended Michigan staffer. And according to ESPN, purchased tickets in his own name for more than 30 games over the past three years at 11 different Big Ten schools. Sources at 11 different schools told ESPN. That's what the hilarious part is. Every single school uh, confirmed to ESPN because uh, they want to screw Michigan. And so then this, this, this Connor Stallions fellow, he would buy tickets across from the opponent's bench and um, sort of slightly elevated so you could see the signals clearly. And then there's also video of someone sitting in the seats that he would buy. Oh, it wouldn't necessarily be him, by the way. Um, holding up a cell phone the whole game. Right, but he's TikToking. TikTok. Mm-hmm, the whole game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, the whole thing is, it seems like a, 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 it seems like a joke, but I ask you again, th- uh, here you go. Uh, this uh, scandal will force Harbaugh out of college football. Believe it or not.
I do not believe that. I do think what could force Jim Harbaugh out of college football is the fact that this team might be like the team. And then after that, he's got to go off into the sunset. He's got to replace so much. Well, okay. What do you think is going to happen? First of all, I think we can agree nothing's going to happen this year. Yes, totally. Nothing's going to happen this year because they have to investigate. They got to get people together. They got to have interviews. They have to do. uh, Nothing's going to happen. And honestly, Harbaugh, they're not going to get drag Harbaugh in to talk about this this year, are they? No. I would be very surprised. And here's the other thing: TV doesn't want it. Well, first off, they haven't sent a notice of allegations. And then at that point, you have... Yeah, so it's just, nothing's going to happen this year. Okay, so what will ultimately happen? I don't know, because in the end, what I find the most interesting about this is... I mean, it's... Can you just have a bunch of your rivals gang up and say they're cheating? And say one of your staffer. Well, in the end, let's stipulate that they can't prove what he was doing there, right? They can't, all they know, let's say all they ha- all they know is that he bought the tickets in the places where he bought the tickets and then, and let's say there's more video emerges of people holding up cell phones in those seats, okay? And that's it. Like, we don't get uh, his computer transferring a file with signals on it from him to Jim Harbaugh. Okay, we we let's say we don't get that the, the smoking gun kind of stuff, right? We just get we just get that. Isn't that enough? He's a staffer. A in-person scouting at other games is not a lot. He's not he's not a fan. He's not a booster doing this. He's a staffer. Isn't that enough? I think so. I let me let me play for you. I thought Matt Rule yesterday the Nebraska coach, I thought he gave the most reasonable response to all of this because he touched on a few things that I also complain about with college football. Yeah, sign stealing happens every game. Um, There's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with teams over there looking over trying to steal our signs. There's nothing wrong with us trying to look at their signs. That's why you should have mics in the helmets, right? Like all these coaches that vote against it every year is because they don't want to teach their quarterback, you know, in the NFL, each quarterback goes out there with three play calls <laughs> because if I see if I see the free safety's foot like that, it might be one high. I'm going to check to this play. And if I, but you get to college and you're watching a game on a Tuesday night, and you know they they got the signal and they're just calling a play. So uh, that's what makes college football to me. That's why they score a lot, maybe more points, but it's also why the kids are less prepared. So that's why they should there should be 100% should be we could get rid of all the stupid signs on the sidelines and we could get pictures of you know rock stars and all that stuff. And we could just play football. The way it was meant to be. You go to a high school game, there's technology on the sideline. You go to an NFL game, there's technology on the sideline. You go to the college, there's nothing. When you, when you played Michigan, did you have any suspicions that there was more than the usual amount of knowledge on their side? I, I am. I'm, I, I, you know, no one from the Big Ten or NCAA has asked me anything yet, so I'm not going to probably comment on anything like that. I, I would never want to cast shade at somebody else going through a hard time. I don't know anything. Okay, so that's a. This is somewhat. That, that's a separate. No, but I do it's think somewhat, he, he brings that, he, that's a fine point, but it doesn't it doesn't establish it doesn't does that weigh in on what the punishment is going to be for them? I I'll, I want to take up that point in a moment. Sure. Like, should they have microphones and should they? I have mean, technology the whole punishment is going to be whether or not they can prove these reports were orchestrated by Jim by Jim Harbaugh that like that because right now what they have is they have a lot of they, circumstantial they have the evidence. Coach being, but the head coach is responsible. Sure. And do I think that do I think that this guy was just going there on an uh, he's a rogue guy that's going there for three years and just because he right. loves you're not, and you're not the, I don't know what the standard of proof here isn't beyond a reasonable doubt it's not sending Jim Hart out of jail. I mean to me they have set up the idea of scapegoating this one guy, and so I that okay. is where I would suspect that it would go. Now let's take the the, the the this point that he was making. Why don't they have technology in college football? So. The company line, which I've never really bought, but the company line is that the cost is too expensive for all schools to do it. Right. Yes, the big boys could Alabama do it. Alabama could do it, but right. if you're asking Rice, well, not Rice, Rice has Right, money, so it's unfair, yeah. therefore we don't do it. Bethune-Cookman. That's yeah. BS. Because he's 100% right. I go to high school games every week. Everyone at the high school games has the – Video, like they can look in real time, like you can in the NFL. Like, okay, here's what they were doing, whatnot, and they have all this technology. What it really boils down to it's me just is just microphones in the helmet. Correct. It's 
not expensive. It wouldn't seem like it would no, be it's really not. expensive. Like, it, it, people have even pointed out like this technology is okay, so not so why that. is he saying they, that they don't want to do it? The biggest reason they don't want to do it is that the college game is overcoached to the level of, okay, if you have this system, it's going to cut off at, like, let's say, 25 seconds. I think that's what it is in the NFL. Right. It cuts off at 25 seconds on the play card. Maybe it's 15. Whatever. It cuts off. But in college, what happens is everyone wants to look over to the sideline and see what they're doing and adjust the right. signs. Right, and then and that's what like you're throwing minute. it to this guy and whatnot. Like it's weird to think that coaching with big, big ass cardboard signs Correct. is more is more intrusive. Yes, is more. Uh, but that's that's the, that is the truth. It yes. is much more. You're looking over at all points to the, what they're Correct. what they're telling you to do. Whereas exactly. a microphone cuts off. Correct. And a microphone, he said they get one of three plays, basically. Exactly, and yes. Then you go like they call in, like, you know, an inside – usually it's, a inside, or it's an inside run, an outside run, and a pass. That's usually what gets called in. <sighs> of the local schools, and by that I'm going to count uh, – I'm going to – we'll, 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 we'll say Memphis. Okay. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. Okay? The happiest fan base – is Ole Miss, and the least happy fan base is Arkansas. Believe it or not. I, I think I think so, because I think it would have been a toss-up between Ole Miss and Tennessee, and then Tennessee's had their second loss. Hey, do this for me. Rank them happiness, happiness this year. Rank those schools. We used to, we used to do a, a power ranking of those schools every week. Uh, whatever we call them, the Tams ranking. We call them Indeed. the Tams. We call them the Tams ranking. But uh, this isn't a this isn't a quality ranking. This is a who is happy. It's honestly a pretty unhappy season, given expectations and hopes and dreams and everything else. There's a lot of men in this. Ha- I think it's a pretty unhappy season. So uh, I think it's pretty clear that Ole Miss is the ha- at this moment in time is the happiest of those fan bases. Yes. Next? Tennessee. And Okay, so Tennessee, I agree. Why is Tennessee... Okay, who's your third? I'm going Memphis. I think Memphis. And so why is Tennessee happier than Memphis? Because in the end, you still believe in your coach. That's exactly it. Because in the end, you have 100% faith in your coach. And with Ryan, some people do, some people don't, whatever else. But they're kind of equivalent seasons. They've been in a couple of games disappointing, and they but they look pretty good for what they in their conference they look good, uh, but they've been disappointing in some of the biggest games, and but the difference there is the reason is is you still one hundred percent believe in Josh Heupel, and so Tennessee's two, Memphis is three. I put Vandy four just because even though they're disappointing, the expectations were are not so low, and like you just know like when you went with Clark Lee and he's trying to build it the way that he is, you know that it's going to be a slow build. So I put them, then I put Mississippi State and Arkansas. State and then Arkansas. Yes. Both unhappy. Correct. And why is Arkansas less happy than, you could make an argument, at least Arkansas has seen something good out of their coach once. Correct, but... The problem with Arkansas is it was not an inspiring hire when they made it. It then exceeded expectations, but now you are wondering how much of the early success was Barry Odom, Kendall Bryles versus Pittman, and we had a year where we're coming in with KJ coming back, Sanders coming back, and you just, you know what I mean? Like you, You've got two wins right now. Like, uh, Okay, last one. Um, if you could pick one player likely to win the Heisman Trophy, you'd put your money on J.J. McCarthy. Believe it or not. I'm going to go with Jaden Daniels. I think this is trending to be the Johnny Manziel Heisman year, and Jaden Daniels is going to get the November game against Alabama, and that's still going to mean something. And Jaden Daniels' numbers are incredible. He has to win that game. He does have to win it, but I think I think LSU's the one. He doesn't team have that, to. He does not have to win the SEC title. Correct. What if he busts? Now, by then, a lot of Heisman votes are in, 
that weekend, I used to be a Heisman voter. A lot of vote, yeah. vote, votes are in, but what if he busts in a game against? What if they go to the like to the they, SEC they play title a, or they play it? Well, because I mean, that's the thing. Like they still technically would be alive for the SEC title. Um, no, I mean he, they they beat Alabama, and then they go to they go to Atlanta, and then they get crushed by Georgia, and he's mediocre. I just don't. Think Whereas JJ McCarthy's beating Ohio State. Beating and, a, then win, and then win, and then win, and whoever they, and whoever, whoever they is, throttle, right? exactly. and whoever they throttle, putting up big numbers. And you, I, don't, you don't think Penix is going to win? Because right now, by the way, what's interesting is the betting favorite is JJ McCarthy. The Athletic does a straw poll, yeah, and their straw poll it goes Penix, Harrison, Jaden Daniels, Dylan Gabriel, JJ McCarthy in that order. Yeah, Penix is going to start falling. Penix. Penix ended up being the the worst thing you can be is the October Heisman, <laughs> and and I also think Washington has losses coming. Like I, I I've I've well, watched them right, pretty right. closely. Like I honestly think at this point I'd rather take the value on Bo Nix than I would Penix, even though I would rather have Penix as my quarterback. I just think this is shaping up to be a year where we don't have a clear cut favorite, and Daniels has the opportunity, and I think that he's playing the best football. Uh, it is Tuesday. That means tomorrow's Wednesday. That means you can go to Bounty on Broad, get half-price bottles of wine, half-price glasses of wine on Wine Down Wednesday. And between 5 and 6, before the Grizzlies tip off, martinis for 25 cents. That's exactly right. You could go in there. You could get at a 